I'm Jake. I'm Dick. I'm John. And we're Lining Kugels. Lining Kugels! I'm Nick. I'm Joey. And I'm Zach. And, and this, this is Cold Cans. Keeping, are we keeping video this time? Is this is this being the video recorded will with be video? recorded now? We are using a different service that is wow. recording video and audio. Uh, cheers to everyone! Cheers! Cheers! We're doing this remotely. We're good little boys and look good little humans, which mm-hmm. we can all relate to that last one there. <laughs> uh, and of course, on the show today, special guest, fan of the show. Friend of the show, family of the show, ZP, Zach Patry is joining us. Nice to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. And thank you for coming back on to reevaluate Lion and Kugel's Summer Shandy. Course, new opportunity. A new opportunity. Of course, Cold Can's heads will remember back on episode 57. That was May 18th of 2018. Zach was on the program as Joey was elsewhere. Do you remember where you were at that point, Joey? May 18th, 2018? Mm, I'm I'm such a traveling elite. I don't keep tabs of where I was. <laughs> That's right. The elites do not keep track. We'll have to ask your assistant if they can track down your... Uh, yeah, I'll have my people call you. Okay. We'll edit that in after the fact. Okay, so today we got a ton of segments to get through. We do. So should we jump right into uh, some Leinenkugel's news? Now, ZP, you've been drinking a fair amount of Leinen Kugels here during quarantine time. I get I have pictures been. nearly every day of a new concoction you're drinking, and you bought something that's kind of interesting. I've never heard of this from a brewery before. Uh, can you tell us what you were drinking? Uh, yeah, I am, have been drinking. Well, I picked up a 12-pack of the their Mixology 12-pack is what it's called. So mm. it's, it's uh, four different beers three of each obviously makes a 12 pack you get summer shandy grapefruit shandy berry vice and canoe paddle kolsch mm. which is the rebranded canoe paddler yes formerly canoe paddler i do have some content on this now i i interrupt this segment with breaking news wow this is from june 14th of 2019 uh <laughs> breaking <laughs> so this is from the molson coors blog.com and of course, famously, the owner of Line and Kugels, Molson Coors, they say in a move designed both to embrace its German heritage, which we all should embrace our German heritage, <laughs> mm-hmm. and underscore its craft credentials, Line and Kugels Canoe Paddler is rebranding and will become a year-round offering. The award-winning lager, which debuted in 2013 as a summer seasonal, is becoming Canoe Paddle Kolsch. Redesigned cans and bottles are slated to hit retail early this fall, says Erica Morris, marketing manager for Line and Kugels. The beer recipe, however, will remain the same. Back to you in studio, Zach. All right, thanks, Nick. That was some great content. Um, so, yeah, the I've only tried two. Of I hope the- they don't say that on the news these days. That was great content. Thank you. Now for the weather. we got some weather content coming your way. Hey, can I break in? As the resident conspiracy theorist and ask, when did that article come out again? June June. 2019. Because, and it's called Canoe Paddle Kolsch. A very very similar cadence to a certain beer that was brewed um, (laughs) 
Cold Cans Kolsch. And you want to know what date Cold Cans Kolsch came out? Damn, June of 2019. Something. June of 2019 is when Cold wow. Cans Kolsch, the episode Mind came out. Mind blown. Wow. We are going to have to track down some lining kugels and string them up. I'm They're not looking for Jake, Dick, that. and John. That's right. I'm not saying Dake, Jick, and John, or whatever the fuck their names are, have any idea Jake, about Jake our show. And John. <laughs> but what I will say is it's more, there are no coincidences <laughs> in the post-Obama era that we live in. Uh, God, I wish it was not post-Obama. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, anyway. I have only tried two of the four mixes that they are uh, encouraging you to try. So the, the four are Summer Shandy and Canoe Paddle Kolsch, which makes Shandy Paddler, a smooth, clean Lazy. flavor with a hint of lemonade. How was it? There, I need your review. I have not tried that one. Oh, you haven't tried I, I have that. only tried the last two that I'm going to okay. tell you. So the second is the Shandy Paradise, which is summer shandy and grapefruit shandy. And these are all half and half, Ooh. six ounces of each. Uh, subtly sweet, slight, slightly tart combination. Uh, the pink lemonade I had last night with dinner, which is summer shandy and berry vice. Lemonade refreshment with a pleasant berry twist. That one was very good. I really enjoyed it. And uh, my girlfriend, who is not a beer drinker at all, also enjoyed it. So that was surprising. Wow. Yeah, it does sound um, like it would be one something that's for everyone. Palatable. And then the last one is the Pamplemousse. For Jake's, which all is... the Jakes and the Jicks and the Johns of the world. <laughs> and the, the giant. Pan... <laughs> I wanted to say for it because it's gross. The, the, the giant in Googles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jake. I'm Jick. I'm John. And where are the giant Googles? <laughs> this is bad. I bad know. Content. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and the last one is Pamplemousse, which is Canoe Paddler Col. Canoe Paddle Kolsch, excuse me, and group Grapefruit Shandy. Smooth, clean flavor with a hint of tart grapefruit. And that was the one that I had today as I was prepping to come on the show today. And that one was very good as well. I, I oh. mean, the Canoe Paddle Kolsch is very good on its own. Rank and adding them. just that hint of grapefruit in there, just a little bit of an aftertaste, it was really good. Rank nice. Which was your favorite of the mix? Um, I would say the Pamplemousse was my favorite of the two. Yeah, that so, one sounds intriguing. As a connoisseur of Liney's O, ZP, yes. are you a fan of these mixologies? It sounded like you've enjoyed them. And do you like them more or less than Liney's O? Um, I guess it depends on the situation. But overall, I would say less. Less. Okay. Because I think basically – Liney's Summer Shandy is their flagship brand right now, isn't it? Like, if you this if you, article, pretty much. This article says that accounts for half of their sales. Yeah. Okay. So it's their flagship. Yeah. So Liney's O itself is just something that people in general don't. Is that even distributed nationally? Like, original I have never Liner seen cookies? it out here. No, I I think it's pretty much just like the Midwest. I don't think it leaves the Midwest. I've seen it in Minnesota. Um, I don't hang out in the godforsaken state of Illinois, so I don't know if it's there. And <laughs> right. uh, I don't know if that's ever come up on this show, but Zach has a irrational and probably unfounded <laughs> hatred of people from Illinois. It's not just people from Illinois. It's the state of Illinois. Oh, the, okay. The state and, and primarily drivers from Illinois. Right, right. You're uh -huh. If you're not driving, I'll have a, a better time with you. But if you are in a car and you're from Illinois, I'm probably going to hate you. <laughs> so have we have we talked about fibs the concept of fib 
I think you guys have brought that up. A couple I think times. we have. Yeah. Yeah. The fucking Illinois bastard. Uh, and you you generally refer to that as a a driver on the road who's driving like a goddamn maniac. Yep. Oh, I see. He's a fib. Mm-hmm. Is what is what you'd say in Wisconsin. I I want to say we can disparage Minnesota. We can disparage Illinois. But we cannot and will not disparage the great state of Iowa. Shout out to Iowa State University or wherever the hell we have a contingent of listeners that have uh, reached hell out yeah. to us lately. So shout out. <laughs> that's where, yeah, Ames, Iowa. Ames, Iowa. I think that's where Iowa State is. That Who sounds could say? right. Who could say? We're right. We're all on. We're Actually, all online right Ames now. where Iowa is, the University Let's of see. Iowa? Nope, it's Iowa State. Okay. A lot of uh, Wisconsin basketball prospects go play at Iowa State. Wow. The Cyclones. <laughs> yeah, they're a good basketball team. They they're always are. a three seed. I always look at them in the bracket, and I go, I'm not picking Iowa State. Oh, really? How'd your bracket do, do this like year, Joey? Yeah, well, the only bracket this year. You know what we should have done? We should have done a cold can stole bracket. The, yeah, stole the, the Doughboys. Doughboys. The Doughboys Munch Madness mm-hmm. uh tournament we could have done a tournament for re-ranking hey my strategy for filling out a bracket finally paid off this year so which is i don't fill out a bracket wow hey you don't risk anything you don't win anything okay (laughs) i'm a millionaire off of my ncaa bracket uh winnings that's where you got your millions Mm -hmm. (laughs) didn't uh didn't list any of it on taxes either your first million from ncaa bracket winnings your second from (laughs) cold cans podcast from cold cans coal sales and yeah. cold cans coal sales it was one growler <laughs> for a million. yeah never hey, to be well, hey, supply and demand supply exactly and demand. there's purveyors out there of this of, of what we have to make also this uh, uh geography discussion makes me just want to say for anyone who doesn't know line of kugels is brewed in chippewa falls wisconsin i don't know if we've said yeah. that on the show or not but that's why most of its distribution of all of its beers is um, centralized to the Midwest, but they do. Yeah. Summer Shandy is always on the shelf out here in Seattle. So at least that beer reaches a wide audience. Wow. I, <laughs> I think, I think it's shocking to me that I guess, I guess it makes sense, but you know, we've seen the, the, the latest craze in the, uh, fast casual alcohol industry is, uh, uh hard seltzers. It's mm-hmm. shocking to me that Shandy's didn't kind of take off. Like, Liney's is the only one that makes They did take off, though. When? Did I miss that boat? Because I like Shandy's. Like I don't like Liney's, I mean, four Liney's. Yeah, Liney's, uh, Summer yeah. Shandy was the beer that launched them onto the national stage. Right. Sure, no doubt. But there were no copycats. I don't see any other Shandy's on Well, I mean, shops. Shock Top has a lemon Shandy Shock that's very Top. similar oh, to Oh, good it. call. One we've reviewed on the show, and I forgot <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, but that's I would, it, isn't I it? would even throw like I mean Bud Light Lime is like sort of going that direction. Bud Light mm. Orange. I think there have been sure. attempts to do it, but all of them were just falling short of the crowd that just wanted like low calorie intake, which I think is what the hard seltzer craze is well, all. And you bring up the hard seltzer, Liney's is actually making a spritzen line now as well, which is um I mean, they say it's still beer, so it's not like the true hard seltzer kind of thing. But right. um, I have tried two of the three flavors that they have, um, which are pineapple, strawberry, and raspberry lemon. And when I the, heard you say those, I originally I was like, those sound absolutely gross. Sound awful. I, I hate. I have not had a seltzer, a hard seltzer that I've enjoyed. I think really? they're all terrible. What have you tried? Uh, 
I've had White Claw. I had the crap that you had at your apartment that when I was in Seattle that you guys did on the show that was just like oh, still. No, yeah, that. Yeah, that I wouldn't lump that in with uh, the other stuff. Oh, um, was that? What? Bad. What are you referring to? Pura still. Oh, pure yeah. still. Blackberry yeah. pure still. It was really bad. <laughs> that spiked still water. <laughs> that, sure. that was a miss. Swing and a miss. Oh, mama. <laughs> um, but anyway, the I actually really liked the Spritzen beers that um, Lion and Kugels has put out. The okay. the raspberry lemon one just kind of tastes like somebody took a berry vice and poured lemon seltzer water in it. <laughs> okay. That, that's that's about it. Um, and that's that's other so it, is, it does. Yeah. And it accomplishes the goal of being just like lighter, easier drinking. Right. Okay. Yeah. They're pretty good. I recommend them. So, but it's, so Nick of the three of us, you're the only seltzer head here, seltzer supporter. Whereas we are seltzer deniers, deniers. Sure. <laughs> to Nick, keep with the theme of <laughs> the alliterative theme, Nick, why do you like hard seltzers? What, what, what is attractive? Uh, to you with those i think everything we've mentioned it's uh it's light it's refreshing it's not something i'm going to drink in any setting um <laughs> what it's not something i'm going to drink in <laughs> any setting but except maybe alone in my bathtub yeah, what, well, you know what, what do you I mean, mean by me, that me, i actually don't setting. i don't drink hard seltzer like all winter long or anything like that mm. it's something i'll drink in the summer when it's um nice outside if I'm by a lake or something like that, it's perfect for that. You'd choose it over a shandy? Yeah. Wow. Volume. Volume, baby. Drinkability. Sessionability. You, you can, can drink, drink more hard seltzers, seltzers than yeah. shandies? Oh, sure. I'm the other way. I get so full and bloated and feel like fucking dog shit. I just like spritzed all over my shirt. <laughs> yeah. If we release the video this time, if our lawyers allow it, we'll release uh, the lineies. Uh it, they make me feel awful. I have one and I have heartburn. So I really? it's that artificialness to it. It's it's like the fucking It's all natural, baby. It's the candy flavor of like fruit, not a fruit flavor of fruit. Like What are you the, talking about? What are you referring to? Cuz I don't think shandy, that's true. I'm holding the shandy but my video is yeah, it's your not allowing me to background. describe. Uh shandy tastes more like actual lemon to me and it's just hmm. the way I process it. Uh the lemon and the lemonade comes out better. Whereas hard seltzers, it tastes like, like you like sucking on a sucker or a Jolly Rancher or something, that kind of candy. Do you have flavor. a specific brand in mind when you say that? Thinking about Bud Light seltzers. Those are awful. Just genuinely, truly awful. Huh? I think those are actually pretty solid. I think those are on really? par with White Claw and being the most palatable hard seltzer. It's all too much. It needs to be more subtle. The fruit needs to be more subtle. That's what I think, but you can't really do that because then what is it going to taste like? I don't, I don't know. It just alcohol and plain seltzer water would, would taste like it would be very good. Huh? Yeah. So I mean, malt alcohol. If you, and we could ask our uncle, he drinks rye and water all the time. It's probably a similar <laughs> taste. Okay. Fair enough. That'll be a new segment for the Patriot plan. Um, okay. We can move on. Cause this is, I think, well, I think this is, and I remember reading an article when the Spritzen line was introduced, which it's also funny to me that they are stubborn enough to stick with the German uh, naming system. They call it Spritzen. If you're looking to release this on a wide basis, that is not the way to go, but whatever. Right. They said they wanted to do it because Summer Shandy, which we said is their flagship, has been hammered by hard seltzer popularity. Right. Um, so they were admitting that, and that's why they came out with that line. 
So I'll be curious to drink it. And if it's available out here, I will pick some up, but um, I'll see how widely they're trying to distribute that thing. Yeah. I, and I, I think it's only going to just uh, keep exploding from here, especially into the summer. Um, but it may be impacted by this coronavirus scare. If we can't get together, none of us are buying hard seltzer. Uh, yeah, no, for like, sure. That's not an at-home beverage. Right. But I, I do think savor. we had a segment lined up, and this is too good of a segue that I don't want to pass it up here. So we're going to launch into the segment now. Um, do it, well, How did we want to do this? Do we cue the music first? Nick's opening his second lineies. Nice. Um, the segment, this sucks. It's it's not going to be good, but um, our segment is called What's on Tap with Jake Tapper. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is good, Joey. Don't be ashamed. We I'm... workshopped this for 15 minutes before the show, just so everybody knows. Was it that long? <laughs> okay. Not. Uh, hi, I am Jake Tapper. Welcome to What's on Tap. I am joined today by my co-hosts. Um, I don't know why these three would be together on a show, but I'm joined today by my well, co-host, Sean Kennedy. Sean, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jake. Glad to be here. And uh, finally, Lester Colt 45. Lester, thanks, thanks for, for joining. Me. All right. To the top of the I still think news, we should have gone with Katie Kurzik for what it's worth. But. <laughs> we workshopped Katie Kurzik, but it would have been confusing because then it would have been Zach. And not a a female presence. We need to actually have more women on the show, which is something. Well, that well we... let's pump the brakes here. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's get to I'm our kidding. let's get to our first headline. I got an email today. Okay. I checked my email, and one came in from Men's Health, and the headline was the delicious, vaguely healthful promise of hard seltzer, and they're talking about the amount of money that these companies are throwing at hard seltzer for this upcoming spring and summer re region. Okay. And I just read a little blurb here. By now you probably all know, you probably know all about what happened next. I don't know if they gave me a bad blurb to start with in mid January, Bud Light seltzer hit store shelves alongside a great wave of marketing that included its own Super Bowl ad with hip hop star post Malone. Of course. Self, a fan of post Malone. Nick is needless um, to say. Anheuser-Busch InBev spent $100 million on that launch, roughly equivalent to New Mexico's annual GDP. And that's oh a drop God. in the market. Jesus. That's a drop in the Wait, market. Wait, what was the money? How much? $100 million. And that is a drop in the bucket compared Jesus. with the total hard seltzer market, which passed $1 billion in 2019 and was up more than 200% year over year, just ahead of Bud Light Seltzer's launch. So... It's a rocket ship, and I'm afraid that we're all going to be fucking drinking. We're going to be seeing and drinking seltzers mm. uh, with frequency that I don't like. I think the the public's appetite for beer might might uh, might tank at least mass market beer. That's my fear. This is actually something that's been discussed at length on the Vine Pair podcast, um, of which Zach Ball, a uh, past and certainly future guest on the show. Uh, is a co-host of go check it out. They're doing some good stuff around the COVID crisis too. So that's interesting. To listen to, um, but yeah, it is interesting. Like how is it impacting the alcohol market? Yeah. And um, it says a lot about consumer tastes, I think though. I do think that m a lot of people who are drinking hard seltzer wouldn't otherwise be drinking beer. So I don't think oh, it has it's a new market. I don't in some ways. Yeah. It's the wine market or the wine cooler market. You know, people who are like drinking Zimas or whatever. Right. Mixed right. drinks. Hard seltzers and, and mixed drinks. Um, okay. 
So I don't think it necessarily is stealing a ton from the beer market. It will maybe keep some people from being introduced to kind of the more craft beer and beer experimentation um, segments, but I don't know if it's going to completely ruin the beer industry. Right. Okay. That's good to know because I'm, I'm afraid. I'm Sean Kennedy, by the way. Yeah, Sean Kennedy. Thank you, Sean, for your analysis. Uh, that's the only that headline I had. Nearly tinfoil had enough of that. Yeah, it's true. So, what are you uh, worried about, Jake? I, Jake Tapper, am, am specifically worried that the I like. I've said this enough on the show. I like shitty mass market light beer, and if Seltzer eats into that market, then people will more likely, when I attend a barbecue or something be supplying me with that. And I don't want to drink seltzer. I don't ever want to have another hard seltzer again. I don't want it anywhere around me. And, uh, and I, I, I like a good light beer and I guess I'm a crotchety old man on this subject. It just, it, I don't understand the infatuation. I hope it's a fad and not a long-term trend. Sounds like maybe cold cans light in the works, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Cold cans, cold light. Hey, we'll follow the money. Synonym for light that starts if, with a C or a K. If we if we have the chance to be the first ever uh, hard seltzer podcast, I'm suddenly a fan of, of hard seltzer. <laughs> yeah, imagine the market potential. We get our little cut of that hundred mil. Um, a billion, not a hundred million. That's how much they spent on the Super Bowl oh, ad. Oh, the market. Million. Right, right, right. They they there. It's a billion dollar market. Wow. Um, and it's brand new. It just came it out is. a couple of years ago. It it's is. a billion dollar market. Cause I think, I believe White Claw, that's not owned by like some bigger company. It's some company that owns White Claw and Mike's Hard Lemonade, I believe um, is what's going on there. Yeah. So that's impressive that they've been able to get the foothold that they have had without having the existing distribution of like a Molson Coors or well, Anheuser-Busch. part of it is how it's made. So from the same article, making hard seltzer isn't very hard. Bud mm-hmm. Light seltzer involves a 20-day fermentation that uses cane sugar and distilled water before moving on to flavoring steps. The average lager takes about a month to brew. It's designed to be sold cheaply in large quantities, meaning that to make money, sellers have to convince you to drink an awful lot of it. <laughs> so that could be part of it too. People are like, there's an appetite for this shit that's cheaper for us to produce at scale, of course, hmm. advertisers are going to make a market out of it, but it tastes like shit and makes you feel like shit. And so I th- I'm confused. I think it's popular because it has it's low in calories for one. Yeah. It has no sugar in it like other um, wine coolers or wine itself does. And in theory, it's not going to fill you up in the same way beer does. I, I still think a lot of people are probably have an adverse belly reaction when they're drinking a lot of beer. And so having just this like base spirit, like if yeah. there was, if tomorrow they came out with like a powder of alcohol that you could take to like get drunk and feel it, people would do it. They would flock yeah. to it. It's just the of next, course. next rung down of like, what's the easiest way to get this stuff into my system. Um, but I think but that's- that that is for a specific time and a place. I don't think it's people who actually like beer aren't going to go to that because they're not it's, necessarily in it for the alcohol. That's good. Alone. That's the point I was going to make. It's beer to me isn't a means to an end. It's the journey that I like. I like drinking okay. beer. I don't want to snort 
powder right. to get drunk. I, I, I was going have... to say powdered alcohol sounds like a gateway drug to cocaine. <laughs> yeah, probably. yeah probably. sure. Um, the the last uh, bit I have during this segment is something that we need to be worried yeah, about. Yeah, we're going to go go to commercial. How are we paying? Our, for all of after this? this segment, Sean, okay. uh, I, our lawyers need to start to get involved. Uh, here's the next my paragraph. No tropics. With any hot new cultural trend, more than a little skepticism is warranted. Remember Zima? In 1994, Coors bet big on Zima, the translucent alternative, pouring 38, no million, pouring 38 million into a nationwide rollout, which used that term in its advertising. <laughs> the marketing blitz worked in God piquing consumers' curiosity. The company estimated that 70% of regular drinkers tried Zima at least once. Uh, but Zima quickly tanked for two reasons. It tasted like shit, and it was maligned as innately feminine, scaring off nearly 50% of the population. Mm. So that is the uh, that is those are the proven challenges that uh, hard seltzers can. But have. I think in the meantime, Michelob Ultra has done the legwork of not making light drinks seem feminine. Yeah, that was yeah, their whole thing. Point. Is is yeah, you you know you go do your workout and then you want a beer, but you don't want to lose all of your gains. So then you got to drink a low calorie beer and it's going to be Mick ultra right so so where does where does shandy's and zp's favorite mixology uh concoctions fit into this whole thing i mean are, are, yeah. is it just that lining kugel gives up on the shandy or it's their flagship but they themselves just start making hard seltzer and join or or do you think that shandy's could carve a niche out of that uh pool i think they already have a niche right like that's they're probably most often consumed at a like tailgate or a, a backyard barbecue or something like that, like in the summer, of course. And those have replaced maybe people who would drink Miller light or Bud light otherwise. Right. But as we talked about in, I think when Zach and I did this original episode, summer shandy is not necessarily a beer you can drink a lot of. I think once you get past one or two, it's starting to feel a little bit, you know, bad on the gut and the aftertaste is not, um, that's why I kind of disagree with the idea that the lemon flavor of summer shandy is nice. I, I think it's nice for one, but I think past that it's, it's, uh, pretty unbearable. If you hadn't invited me to be on this episode, I probably wouldn't have a summer shandy until baseball came back. Okay. Yeah. That's that my go-to at yeah. the ball game. I think yeah. it is perfect for that. It's nice when it's hot out to have like an ice cold summer shandy. I mean, lemon in general, the fruit is not something you can have a lot of. Like you can't, I, I can't chug lemonade. Yeah. I, I start to feel the same thing. Like you feel the sugar on your tongue and stuff. Right. That's mostly from the sugar. And so that that's going on with this. But to me, that's a better, that's a better um, flavor in my mouth after I'm done drinking it than what hard seltzer leaves me with that candy flavor. I just, I hate it. Uh, I'm surprised because there's no way this is anything but a like, you know, lemon extract or like, so it's not like they're you, just dumping lemonade in here. It says, yeah, natural lemonade flavor. God damn it. It does. So I, and we've talked about this before when I've been homebrew my own shandies, I think it's better to make your own shandy with like a, any light beer and then like Newman's own lemonade or whatever lemonade is available at the store. I think that's a much more refreshing um, and more sessionable way to do a shandy. What's your ratio? Are you Arnold Palmer 50-50 or are you Nick Weiger 75-25? Uh, 
Oh, I don't know Nick Weiger. What is his ratio for? He he when he makes Arnold Palmer's, he does seventy five percent tea, twenty five percent lemonade, and he calls it the Nick Weiger. <laughs> I would be the Nick Weiger then. I do more beer than lemonade for sure. You're goddamn right. Yeah. It's to me, it's the same ratio as what you'd put in a mimosa. I my mimosas are eighty to ninety percent champagne, and then just a splash of orange juice. You don't want to go too heavy orange juice; it ruins the whole thing. I enjoy a John Daly on the golf course. Of course, of course. Uh, what's way, the ratio I there? Just... <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever gets you drunk. I uh, I learned this the other day in England. They call something that is basically a mimosa a buck's fizz. Can you do that with your best British accent? Can you tell me that Oops. you'd like a buck's fizz because it's a hot day out? Pardon me. Pardon me. Wait, uh, uh-huh. wait, uh, aye. One, aye. Bu- one book's fizz, please. What's that? What's that in it? One book's fizz. Book's fizz. Hey, fucking, this fucking bloke wants a book's fizz. Cheerio. Yeah, oh, fuck off. <laughs> was that Hugh Grant just in here? <laughs> yeah, well. Damn, yeah. We're looking Hugh Grant at order is a Bucks Fizz. Thank you, people. Thank you. See you next week. And All right, well, Jake, includes... Sean, I think it's time to go to commercial break here. <laughs> Thank you, Lester. Thank we you have to be clear that that was Sean Kennedy doing a British accent yeah. with Jake Tapper. That concludes the uh, What's on Tap segment. Do we have outro music? No. <laughs> God damn it. All right. Sponsored by Cold Cans Podcast. Yes, Thank check you. it out, coldcanspodcast.com. Let's check in with the beer. ZP, how's it going? It's going fine. I had a you know a little uh, buzz going on coming into it, so it's going down nice. all right. You are, sure. you are two hours ahead of us, so it's, it is but 5 o'clock here, but for you 708. are 708. 708. I got three bumps of powdered alcohol in my system by <laughs> 7 o'clock every day. Um, so it's going down so- fine. Is your assessment? Yeah, I mean, I I had a a couple glasses of pamplemousse before uh, before coming on, so mm-hmm. just a nice addition to the uh, already adding up calories in my gut. Sure. Do you sure, prefer sure. pamplemousse to summer shandy? Absolutely. Okay. Wow. Is shandy the the your least favorite of all the mixology drinks? Um, I like summer shandy better than I like grapefruit shandy. Mm. If you're just drinking them straight, but honestly, the summer shandy is really good mixed with um, the berry vice. Like I could drink right. five of those and not feel the same, like kind of gross tongue mm. feeling at, that you have after a couple yeah. of shandies. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. I mean, my, <clears throat> mine similarly, it's going down fine. I, it, it does catch me between like uh it's got enough flavor that I can't mindlessly finish three of them. Like there are some beers we review on this podcast where I'm like, holy shit, I've drank two and it's for 15 minutes in. This has enough to like keep me back, but not really in a good way. Whereas like, I, you know, I'm, I'm a self-professed hop head uh, and, or am I a big malt boy? No, you're the big you're, malt yeah, boy. Yeah. You're, of course you're a hop head. I know I've always been a hop head, but uh, hop stuff by its nature uh, keeps me back a little bit. Like I'm mm-hmm. enjoying every sip. This is sort of caught there where it's like, it's not as good of a flavor as a good beer, but I still am, am savoring it, I guess a little bit more. Um, and then it doesn't have a payoff when I savor it. So sure. I'm, I'm overall a little confused. I think to Zach's point, I got to be at a ball game. I got to be on a boat wherever Nick would normally be drinking a white claw. I would like to have one of these, um, 
And so it just it, it it's so specific to a time and place and and weather conditions and so on that it's a strange thing to be drinking here in quarantine and a gray Seattle uh, day in in early April. Yeah, we didn't get much sun here today either. <laughs> Pretty yeah. cloudy. Yeah, I think that's a great point to make. Like this, I had moved on to my second one, but I've slowed way down. It's just not hitting the spot anymore. No. But I think yeah, if we were sitting outside and it was nice, I would probably be slamming through these. Yeah, uh, but it's just not that kind of beer for that can be applicable to any time. Like yeah, a Coors Light, for instance. It it doesn't have like that um, fake hydrating feeling that Coors Light will give you, where you're mm-hmm. like drinking it to kind of quench your thirst a little bit. This feels like it's I'm gonna need to drink water or I'll be hungover if I drink too many of these because of the sugar content, like or how forward the sugar is in this drink. Yeah, I did check. There are 130 calories in the summer shandy for what it's worth. I don't know how much of that is sugar. That's not too bad. I know. That's less than I may have thought. Um, yeah. What was our – do we have another segment to do? Or did I we had get a uh, surprise that I was going that's, to show yeah, you. Yeah, that's oh, right. Okay. So our next segment, you got music for this one queued up? <laughs> I don't. So we talked about uh, – Thank you, guys. Thanks for that nice intro. Uh-huh. Um, we talked a little bit about the history of um, Lion and Kugels and Summer Shandy specifically. So Summer Shandy came out in 2007. Mm. And uh, you talked about the mass market appeal of it. So the first year, they only made 30,000 barrels that were distributed across 11 states in 2007. Barrel. Um, and they sold out immediately. And the next year, they made 60,000 sold out of immediately the finally they made a hundred thousand in his third year and by 2010 was when they hit the national market with summer shandy before all of that happened lining kugels being a wisconsin staple decided to do a special run of summer shandy for the tavern league of wisconsin that um i got my hands on one of the bottles wow oh yeah so, so you can't see the label very well there, but it's a run. summer shandy first run. Uh, it has the date of March 22nd, 2007 on the bottom. Uh, it was not made for distribution. It has a gold cap instead of the typical lining Kugels cap. And there is no printed date on the bottle. Nice. So wow. yeah, when, how old did you say that it was now? Uh, this is from 2007. So this okay. would be in 13 year old summer shandy. That's <laughs> rancid. That's going to be right. rancid shandy. Oh, yes. I am not going to drink this. But, oh, uh, I thought that was the surprise. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't even like summer shandy when the, the date is like a month past the date on the bottle. <laughs> Yeah, um, but it, it might actually make you sick if you drink right, it. Right. Exactly. Because lemonade um, in it. But yeah, I. So I have a bunch of Line and Kugel stuff. I, I have my Liney's original koozie that I've got on my summer shandy right now. And I had that on a bubbly that I was drinking during a work meeting the other day. <laughs> and a couple of my coworkers obviously spotted the Line and Kugel's can and called sure. me out on it. And <laughs> yeah. Then I, uh, I get a message after that from one of them says, because uh, I mentioned that I was going to do the podcast with you guys. This was after Nicholas had invited World me famous Cold Cans podcast. Come on. And um, I got a, a message from one of my coworkers saying, hey, if you're doing Summer Shandy, I've got something you might want to have. And it was this bottle. So he was working as a distributor. And one of his, um, one of the people that he distributed to said, hey, I've got this. I don't need it. You can have it. And so it's a first run bottle of Summer Shandy. CP, you've got to drink it. 
I am not <laughs> going to drink it. I was going to say, I don't, the hospitals are over, uh, <laughs> right. overrun exactly. right now. Now's not the time to be drinking 13-year-old beers. And not drink 13-year-old summer shandy. <laughs> that is a very cool piece of uh, memorabilia, though, especially for a lining kugel loony such as yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, yeah, thanks to John for handing that to me. And Thank you, John. The yeah, John? Jake, John, no. and Dick? <laughs> nope, different John. Different. John. Okay. By wow. the way, when you were saying those dates about Lanning Kugels, um, it made me think of when were they acquired by um, Molson Coors. And it's back in 1988, they were sold to Miller. So for that time, between then and 2007, is the time it took for them to get something that was nationally distributed. Yep. Yeah, Miller That's gave incredible. them a- yeah, they what gave a runway. the leash. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And they're wow. still involved with the company. So, so yeah. And today being Friday, I uh, drank out of my mug that says this might be lining kugels. That's a great mug. I it's love a good that. mug. Um, it, we, we, as two hosts of a beer drinking podcast, anything you send USPS to us, we'll accept <laughs> with grace and, and consume. We'll be happy, of course. We'll no drink. I, I'll tell you what. If you send that bottle, we will drink it on the show. <laughs> I, I will have that old shandy. I'll, I will consider it when the uh, whole quarantine situation is over. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right, let's rank it. Let's get into it. I'll start out with re-rank recap it. of the BA score. Yeah, please re-rank or leave it. You know, you never know. New opportunity or not, yes. Dear advocates for our new opportunity of Summer Shandy, it is a 74 out of 100 or okay. I had a rating ranking picked out from the Hyper Duck. This is from May 28th of 2019. They say, it's okay. That's the best compliment I can muster. Tastes mostly of lemonade soda backed by a subtle note of weedy, grainy malt sweetness that is actually most noticeable in the aftertaste after the lemon is faded. I think I would agree with that. Suggestions of lemon peel towards the finish, but that's all about all I can come up with to describe this one's flavor profile. Ooh, there's a U in flavor. They're British. They're British. It's fucking bloke. (laughs) Bloody with good carbonation levels that give it a crisp, satisfying bite. Now I'm Australian. And now, yeah, I know I've gone a little bit south of the border. from the barbie. Uh, they say final grade 3.26, a C plus. Um, Summer Shandy is just tolerable enough to adequately perform its function, i.e. quench thirst in hot weather. Wow. You see, he probably mistook it for a, uh, a Blitzenspiegel or whatever the fuck the Brits call it. What'd you say they call it? Or oh, is that Bucks Fizz. Bucks, yeah, Bucks Fizz. <laughs> That's a mimosa. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, he's from Ontario. He says, hell, just this past summer when I first showed up in Ontario, I tossed a can in my backpack and enjoyed it on a hike. Oh, hell. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, Hyper okay. Duck, thank you. Yes, thank you for your contributions to Beer Advocate. Although, fuck Beer Advocate. We maintain that stance. I've not budged that is on our, it. Yes. We only bring them up so we can disparage them. Right. So if we get into rankings, ZP... Now we know how much weight we'll give this, which is to say none at all. We will not prioritize anything you're about to say. Hey, as long as you guys don't put any more shitty beers ahead of Lonnie's O, I'm fine. <laughs> what are your final thoughts on Summer Shandy? Do you have anything to say, ZP? I think it's a fine beer for... Yeah, but other than that, I don't think it holds a whole lot of weight. Can you say that again, that connection broke up on my end so i'm recording it so that may not have come through 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I said it's a, it's a fine beer for a very specific event, but mm-hmm. other than that, it's just okay. Cool. Thank you. And surely we'll edit, we'll edit this together. Absolutely to sound not. Good. Um, and it may have come through. I don't know how Zoom's recording works. It might be recording hey, locally. I'm not sure. Don't say that out loud that we're using this technology. Um, I think after two of them, that I would not reach for a third. So I agree with ZP on the specificity that this beer demands. Um, I'm going to go when I have another beer, because it is a Friday, I am allowed to have a third. That's right. Just a little bit. I'm an adult man. I can make my own decisions. When I get something else, I'm either going to drink red wine tonight, or I'm going to drink um, something like maltier. I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a big malt boy today. Big malt head. I'll, I'll toss. Yeah. I'll toss uh, my hop head. I I lost it. I was going to say something oven. about yeah. You're going to put your malt hop head in the oven. But it's a multi kind of day, which is probably something that's that's hurting Line and Kugel's Summer Shandy's chances right now. But yeah, after two, I don't want a third one, and that's usually a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Mick, yeah, I agree. I have just completely stopped almost drinking this second one. Yeah, I think. Oh no! I My second we... one is thirteen years old, so I'm definitely not tapping into it. <laughs> okay, so you are still on your first one on this show. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. um, that says something too. An hour in and just drinking one. Um, I also had two pre gamers. So. No, I know, I know, but it does say something about the beer. If it was good, and a bump of the crushing them, a bump of <laughs> the <laughs> cocaine that I sent you in the mail. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, I mean, I think it's got a drop from its current. Sp- spot at 40 um much like a pass intended for geronimo allison this thing is going to (laughs) drop and i have a tear for it which i will say out loud right now please and that is the olive loaf baby yeah this thing is plummeting yeah you agree i think olive loaf is right where it belongs starts at 58 do you want yeah. me to read the olive loaf, Tainted Tip? Oh, tip? God, do I want you to, please. So this is from 69 to 58. Number 69, that number we nice. all like to We laugh. don't do that here. We don't do that here. That's not the type of goddamn show. Number 69 is <laughs> Iyengar Brow Ice, Iyengar, which is so low. That's insanely low. I know. When um, that was first rated, did we, like, bump that from somewhere? We should that do was like one of your first beers, I think. It was, yeah. yeah. Wow. All these old beers are plagued by being way far down now. They've yeah, just recency bias, baby. 2017, we had Iyengar, Iyengar. Everybody's an expert. The boys, who are expert beer reviewers, take on the concept of ranking subjective experiences, like tasting beer, while they taste a beer. Um, so that's, that's funny. Fun. That's a funny title. I We've, bet I came up with that. But I, I was going to say it sounds like me. Um, number 69, Iagra Brow Ice. Number 68, Heineken. Heineken! Number 67, Mel- Melvin Killer Bees. 66, Lake Huron Blueberry Berlinweiss Ale. 65, Dale's Pale Ale. Oh, these are bad beers. 64, Miller High Life. 63, Tecate from the Syndicate. 62, Modelo Especial. 61, Grain Belt. 60, Tipsy Toboggan. 59, Wells Banana Bread Beer. I believe that was with our friend Brett Carve. And number 58, right. Trader Jose Premium Dark Beer, the Trader Joe's. That is quite the beer. murderer's roll of beers. Yeah, it, it truly is the <laughs> olive loaf tier. We did a good job. Uh, Some of it's, those I think are much better than others, though. I haven't tried all yeah, of them, obviously. Yeah, what popped this out is, to you? What popped out I really to you? like Grain Belt. I think that's a really good one. It, uh, that's another Midwest beer, yeah. Yeah. 
So on the grain belt and, episode. Yes, shared by um, Zach and my cousins, of course. Thank you again to Jackie uh, and Eric. Just going to say the, the title there is uh, grain belt is a 2018 episode and the, the description is giggity. Yeah. The wh- boys, the boys receive a generous gift from Nick's family and Joey deals with a bug in his Venmo app. That must've been you that wrote that one. I highly doubt that. Why would we have done giggity? It must've been a no bit idea. We doing. Oh boy. Uh, that explains the listenership at this point. Um, <laughs> I know. The only one that popped out to me that I like more than it's being represented um, is uh, Iger Browice and Trader Jose Premium Dark Beer. I don't believe those two belong with the rest of these beers. I think both of those are really good. And yeah, and the rest of those I, I don't remember or I genuinely don't like. Okay. Yeah, I would say Modelo Especial maybe could move up a little bit, oh. but... Yeah, I agree. I agree with what you said about Iyengar and them. Yeah. Trade. Okay, you got a spot. Or, or actually, I, gotta, I should say, are you in the olive loaf or are you somewhere else? No, right? I'm in olive loaf. I like that spot. Um, okay. I I do have one. Yeah. Okay. In three, two, two one, one, sixty-one. Mm. Okay. So I have it just ahead of Grain Belt after Tipsy Toboggan. And you have it just ahead of Tecate after Modelo Especial. And we're mm-hmm. very close. Going after the syndicate. <clears throat> yeah. That's well, right. Both of us said it. The yeah, syndicate drops. Uh, X-Commish is on blast So the, for the not two, interacting with the pod on Twitter. Uh, he interacts. He posts GIFs. Uh, the two in between is <laughs> Grain Belt. I just Nicholas. The two in between are Grain Belt and Modelo Especial. Um I personally kind of forgot about Grain Belt. I love the generous gift that you guys sent, but it was very a very standard beer in my opinion. Uh, and number sixty-two, Modelo Especial. I, I don't know. I it, it's one that you just pass over. But I guess I would prefer that to I would pick, if I were standing there. Now that I'm looking, yeah. I also associate Modelo Especial with you know eating at a Mexican restaurant or something. Yeah, um, lovely. Like, what do you order at a Mexican restaurant? When you guys did that episode, I went and picked it up, especial, and I made tacos at home. Oh, nice. Wow. See? It's inspiring it, home chefs around the country. Our Modelo Especial episode is captioned, an episode entirely devoted to our good friend at Stodiac. So I don't know what we're <laughs> doing there either. Wow. That what was date back is in 2018. That from? Okay. March 16th, 2018. I, I remember us taking ago. the picture where we were impersonating his smile from his Twitter profile. Right. That's, all I, that's on your history page, too. Okay. Yes. Now that I wrote the few times we took that Joey did right painstakingly. Uh, Um, I I do agree with you, Nick. Now that I stare at it for long enough, grain belt was a lovely gift and Modelo Especial is better. When you go to a Mexican restaurant, what's your order of choice? You taco Um, or a burrito man? Start with uh, guac and I'm a taco man. I'm a taco man myself. Big burrito. I want to eat a lot of small, tasty bites of the tacos. Completely agree. My only thing is sometimes I like a fajita if they have a good mole. I love a mole. You Mm. can't beat a good mole. Mm, You're a mole, man. I'm a burrito, man. A burrito, man. Wow. All right. I'm good with putting this at number 63. uh, uh, Nick. Okay. Thanks, Jake. (laughs) Uh, No, this was fun. Thank you, ZP, for being here again. Coming on Thank the you. pod to defend your love, your life, your lineys. <laughm <Ashley> <laughs> that was nice. That was Thank really you. Nice. I just came up with that. That was off the dome. God, that's good stuff. 
I write good captions and I'm very smart. You should well, be a copyright or something. <laughs> yeah. I should start doing that someday. Um, another episode in the books, remotely done. Us well good, done, guys. Good little boys following protocol. Uh, everybody stay healthy out there. Drink a Lionese when it's appropriate. And uh, It's always yes. appropriate to drink a Lionese. Well, sure. Okay. Celebrate. <laughs> we'll, we'll celebrate when we all get out of this fucking quarantine. When we're out together again, a, yeah. good, ta- a good thing we'll use to celebrate would be a, a Lionese Kugels. Sure. Hey, Lionese on me, okay? Wow, you heard it That's here right. first. That's right. I'm going gangbusters in this quarantine. I got we so have much evidence. Money.